Hi, everyone. Welcome to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church in South Bend, Indiana. We are glad that you've joined us. My name is John Reyes, and with me today is Pastor Ben and Tara. And yes, Pastor Jim and Missy are still gone, but we are glad to have you. If you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. That's Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. And before we read, let's pray together, and I'll open us in prayer. Father, we thank you for the time to come together around your word, to share and to talk about a passage of scripture, and not only to talk about it, but Lord, hopefully to be shaped and molded by it in our lives. And we pray that would be true for us as we record the podcast. We pray it would be true for those who are even listening right now. So Lord, guide our conversation, we pray. And may your word accomplish its purposes in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, There will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Today, we want to remind you that Jesus goes after sinners. Jesus goes after sinners. And I'm curious, what is something that you are willing to go out of the way for? What is something you're willing to go out of the way for? And I rarely start us off, but I can today give you guys more time to think. Um, I go out of my way, I sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes for my kids. So, um, you guys hear me talk about this often, um, in the summertime, but, um, my kids still have friends from the church I serve back in Ohio from years ago. And in the summertime, they like to make contact with them. And I have no need to drive that direction on a for for work or for shopping or groceries or anything else. But I will, uh, this weekend, make my fourth trip to Fort Wayne this summer um, because that's kind of our meeting ground. It's about halfway between uh, where their friends live in Ohio and where we live in South Bend. And so, uh, so we drive to Fort Wayne, exchange kids, drop them off, pick them up, whatever's going on, and uh, going out of my way for my kids. Mm-hmm. And I am... Uh, there's part of me that enjoys doing that and glad to do that for them. So, I've got two answers. One is very predictable. I like to go out of my way for a good cup of coffee. If I'm going on a road trip of any kind, even if it's not on the way, I find a coffee shop and map it into my to my Google Maps. Um, but another one is uh, also for my kids. I go out of my way to find time to spend with each of my kids. It's not easy the more kids you have to connect one-on-one. So I try to plan into my schedule times to have, even if it's just, you know, having one go with me to the grocery store or whatever, but times to just spend a little one-on-one time with each of them. 
Um, I like to go out of the way to give people opportunity uh, when it comes to like the production ministry. Like a lot of times people get up and they're like, oh, I could never, I could never sing or I could never do this because I'm just completely terrible. And what I find more often than not, people have a lot more nerves than they have terribleness. Um, if terribleness is a trait. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, I like to really encourage people to use their gifts and talents. And I will go out of my way to get somebody to to do that because I, I know how much fun I have getting to play my guitar and do my thing. And I want people to experience that as well. Yeah. So in this passage, Jesus goes out of his way. How does Jesus go out of his way? Well, I think, I mean, just to start off, you know, Jesus goes out of his way for people. Um, you know, it's the, a very familiar passage, Sheep 99.1. And in particular, Jesus goes out of his way for those who are sinners. Um, in his day, the Pharisees and the tax collectors, those people who were seen as much less than um, by their peers, uh, Jesus welcomed them at the table of fellowship, and he wanted, he wanted them. He wanted those people around him. Yeah, and I mean, that point you bring up, Jesus wanted them. I think that's an interesting thing. I don't know how often, especially church people, want sinners, mm -hmm. at least what we call sinners. Not at, and sometimes, I mean, I, we in church can gloss over our own sins because mm -hmm. I think sometimes the biggest sins are the sins of the heart of like jealousy, envy, greed, mm -hmm. um, hatred and bitterness, things that um, you can cover well mm -hmm. that God sees, but necessarily other people don't. But, but people that, uh, in our books might look like sinners, smell like sinners. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Jesus was, was happy to associate with them. Um, and I don't know that we always are comfortable. I don't know that I'm always comfortable doing that. And one thing I love is he doesn't just go out of his way for one sinner, but um, he rejoices over them. Mm -hmm. Says there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than the 99 righteous. And um, I just love that that thought of not only does God seek sinners, but then he rejoices um, and just the excitement there. Well, I think there's also some needed context there is that, you know, Jesus goes after sinners or the shepherd goes after the sheep for a very specific reason. You know, you've, we, we talk in Christianese, uh, being lost or being found, you know, like those who are lost are those who haven't done something in particular. And what this passage would say, that thing in particular is, is that sinner who repents who turns away from a life of sin and turns towards a Savior who's willing to scoop him up, put him on his shoulders. Um, a, a better picture that I like is right now my son Grayson loves piggyback rides. Mm -hmm. And so like I say, hey, you want a piggyback ride? He's like, yes! And he'll jump up on my back and like we, we go trotting off having fun. And I think that's some important context because Jesus and God... Jesus is God, uh, loves everyone, and he wants everyone to be with him. 
but there is that 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 important piece of repentance that you have to turn towards him. Mm-hmm. You have to accept that the Savior is coming for you. Um, and I think we lose that context in some of our conversation today. Yeah, I think even you know the opening context where it says, "Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him." Um, they were the sinners of that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus' goal wasn't to leave them in their sin. It was to find them. Mm-hmm. It was to take them home. It was to bring about transformation in their lives. And um, and I think I think that's important that we, we are looking to see people come home to the Savior mm-hmm. and to be brought home out of their sin. Yeah. I've seen this passage used for... You know, just talking about, like, people who are disenfranchised, like, you know, people who might be on the margins. But I, I don't know that necessarily there's a priority put in saying that the 99 who are righteous, who don't need repentance, it doesn't mean that they're not important. They are important. But Jesus doesn't go after the disenfranchised because they're disenfranchised. He goes after them because they're lost. And he's willing to go to even the disenfranchised to save them. And, and that's that's huge because I think a lot of times we, you know, you can't see me. I'm pulling up a cross like against Dracula right now. Um, it's like, no, you don't, don't do that. But like Jesus would go after those people to introduce them to the Father. Mm-hmm. And I think we should too. Well, I think that's the hard part is if Jesus goes after sinners... Does that mean we are supposed to as well? Hmm. And and if so, then how? Yeah. yeah. Well, I love how we started this off by talking about uh, what would we go out of our way for? Because I think sometimes, like, you know, at least in my own mentality, it can kind of become a, well, I live a Christian life, and eventually, like, other people will see that, and they'll love Jesus too. Like, I'll just keep going along my way, and I'll, you know, bring other people with me in the process. But... I don't think it, it always is that. Like, it is being intentional. It is going out of our way to mm-hmm. purposefully um, love the lost and reach the lost. Uh, it's not just this thing that might happen, might not, as we, as we go along. Yeah. And this, I mean, this hits me between the eyes because I can think of recent examples where there were those who I could have gone out of my way for but didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's because my schedule was busy. It's because I was only... I was only at the church for two hours, so I had to get X, Y, and Z done. And and it's easy not to go out of your way or to have an excuse not to go out of your way. Mm-hmm. Today, we want to remind everybody listening that Jesus goes out of, goes after sinners. He goes out of his way mm-hmm. to go after sinners. And that means so should we. So go after sinners today and rejoice when they come home. Thanks for listening. God bless.